See? Sinus infections. All good. All right, I'm going to start off by doing the intro. By the way, just so that way we have a full disclaimer, you have been under recording for a while now, but just for a full disclaimer, I don't really edit these things. These things are conversational based and I try to do as little editing as possible. Maybe a few voice like filters to try to pass out background noise. Sometimes works, sometimes doesn't. That's completely fine. I I agree to the terms and conditions, and I actually listened to them and read them, so we're good to go. I'm I'm confused. You read them? There there are no closed captions here, sir. You're killing me, man. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Unconventional Geek, where everything is unconventional and geeky. Today we have Foxfire member Humpty. Do the Humpty Hump. <laughs> you know that's like my favorite song in the world, right? And sorry guys, I'm getting over a sinus cold, and is it really the Humpty Hump? Oh yeah, dude, Digital Underground was my stuff. You better remember, I'm kind of old, so that was like my stuff. Like, that's where Tupac came from, man. I'm getting a little schooled here on my knowledge. To be honest, history is not my thing, so no matter what I look into, it's hard for me to ever learn the history of stuff. I had to force myself to learn the history of computers, and even now I'm still at a daze with some of it. So <laughs> that's that's how it goes. You remember you remember the things that you want to remember, and then you just your mind just kind of goes from there. And that's how I remember half of what I do on a day to day basis. <laughs> so before we just jump right into it, I want to give a brief uh, brief thing to just kind of say that this is the Foxfire Community Member of the Month. And that we do this every Friday if you're new here. So before we jump into it, here's a message from our sponsors. Let's just jump into it. So Humpty, you joined Foxfire. What what drew you into Foxfire? We're going to start off with the Foxfire questions so we can get into your history a little bit afterwards. Of course. I mean, not a problem. Uh, what really drew me into Foxfire was I'd been playing games. I've been playing fighting games most of my life, and I wanted to start streaming. It was something I wanted to get into, you know. And so I had been looking for resources, but there's so many things out there that you you could read, 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 and still not know anything. So when I got introduced to Foxfire, uh, you know, I joined the community, and everybody was knowledgeable everybody was friendly everybody wanted to help me out and it was it was it was very welcoming and that's what i appreciated about it the most uh the fact that there were people willing to help you know beginning streamers or streamers that have been uh doing it for a while but you know needed you know pretty practically tech support for getting certain yeah. things set up and working together and co mm -hmm. and cohesion so it was nice having Foxfire invite uh, invite and let me into their community and be able to start doing my own thing. And I, I shout, shout them out. I talk to them regularly. I'm in most of the channels consistently. Now being able to finally answer questions that I'm not a scrub, uh, kind of. <laughs> For the most part, uh, but uh, no, yeah, it's just it's a very 
well-knit group of people that if you know you want to get into streaming it's it's the place for you and i appreciate every day what they've helped me do to be able to get my twitch off of the ground very nice uh i'm just curious so you said that they were very well versed in you know streaming but are there any other parts of the community that you like or is that what that's what drew you there so i'm assuming that there's other parts i should say that you like about the community just more than their knowledge or are you a sucking uh, succulent beast oh yeah i'm just kidding no uh i definitely like the fact that everybody you know even though it is a it is a streaming community everybody plays games together try out new things together uh we have an esports channel for Overwatch, which is nice. Uh, I mainly reside in the Fit Foxes and Tech Support channel for hardware questions when it comes to computers because I'm a nerd like that. And aren't I've we been all a little nerdy recent... though. How nerdy? I said, aren't we all a little bit nerdy though? <laughs> oh yeah, definitely true. Yeah, we're all just a little bit nerdy in in one way or another. But uh, another one of the sections that we have is the Fit Foxes channel, which is, you know, for people that want to get in shape or are trying to but don't exactly know how to go about the best route. Uh, that's kind of my, my second home within the, the community Discord. Uh, I've recently uh, had to have neck procedures done, and the doctor told me I needed to lose weight to keep the pressure off of it. So I went on a little quest for myself, and so far I'm down 60 pounds. Well, congratulations. That's wonderful. Thank you. And also, sorry to hear about the neck thing. Like I, I couldn't even imagine neck pain right now. So <laughs> I have a hard enough time dealing with the pain that comes from the sinus pressure. So <laughs> it's, just, it's just one of those things you learn to deal with, and then eventually the doctors tell you get it, you can get it fixed, and so you do it. And then you pay them back eventually. <laughs> um, do you have any like? Uh, why do you think other people should join Foxfire? I feel like people should join Foxfire because, uh, again, I'll reiterate it's it's a very welcoming community. Uh, there's no such thing as a bad or wrong question. Uh, no matter what kind of almost what no matter what kind of streaming platform you're trying to use, somebody will have an answer. Or if not, people are willing to go out and do that research in order to be able to help you to the best of their ability. And that's the thing is the fact that it's it's not only being able to answer the questions; it's the fact that you know they're they're there. Like once you're in and you're you know talking with everybody, you start to learn about. Uh, people's backgrounds and it's the it's almost like a community of friends just wanting to help each other and build each other up that sounds wonderful i wish i was oh wait i already am you guys should go join foxfire it's a wonderful community it really <laughs> is it really is um so with that being said uh, i mean we we enjoy your company and obviously you've helped out wonders inside of the foxfire community supporting and you know i think i can extend from at least the mods and the admins that you have helped us out and help the members out um 
with different questions and just chatting away, you know? So we thank you. Much is appreciated. So oh, I appreciate that. Let's just let's kind of like go into your history. Um, what started you into gaming? Like, what what brought you into gaming? So I've been gaming since I was about four years old. Uh, I still remember one of the first pictures I ever saw of me once I was older was a picture in, where I was sitting in my uncle's lap. And he was holding the NES controller in my hand, and I was playing Mike Tyson Punch-Out. I realized I just dated myself there. But I mean, I've been playing. <laughs> you, you, you told us how kind of old you are. <laughs> Fair. That's true. Uh, but, uh, you know, I've been playing games ever since, uh, starting from NES, working my way up. Uh, Playing the classics, Zelda, Mike Tyson, Punch-Out, uh, Mario Brothers, Double Diddy Dragon. Kong Racing. Diddy Kong Racing. Yes. <laughs> I, I remember playing that game when I was like, oh gosh, eight, ten? I don't remember anymore. Anyways, I just remember playing it, and that is the one game I loved on the 64. For some reason, that was like my jam, was Diddy Kong Racing. And going back to it, I'm like, how did the 60, like the N64 even, like these controllers are so horrible. Why did I even enjoy this console? I mean, the, what do you mean? It's just a controller with a mutant third uh, limb for your extra hand. Everybody <laughs> has one of those. <laughs> I mean, it was like, looking back, it's like, how how did anyone ever like think that this was a good idea? It's like you you like held it so weird, but I it worked like it, it worked because you never really messed with that third handle, I guess. I, honestly, I don't think they thought it was a good idea. I think it was the concept was already in production and they just kind of went with it. If that makes sense. They're just like, one of those, oh, well, we yep. got it now. Yeah, like it looks different. We got it. Go for it. <laughs> Um, I'm pretty sure that's the reason why I'm gonna have carpal tunnel, anyways, when I get older. So <laughs> fair. That's like that's like the, there's that picture, there's that meme that goes around, and it has it where the the kids of the newer generation and they're just holding the joystick with their two fingers, and it triggers me so bad. So I'm just like, that's not how you do it. <laughs> I mean, I think I'm gonna get an N64 for whenever or if ever I have children, just to watch them try to use it after they've played their like i'm gonna purposely hold it away from them until they get their own console of a newer generation oh just completely to, fair that's just that's to, like just just so they know how good they really have it not even that i just want to see the looks on their face when i go it's kind of like that video going around of those uh uh generation z's someone put millennials but it was actually generation z people uh, kids who were trying to use a rotary phone because us oh, millennials had one. rotary phones just not everywhere <laughs> oh yeah no for sure i know exactly which one you're talking about and he's just like yeah doll this number and the kids just like oh it's yeah like, i got it and he it's did like a simple it. phone number and it's like even i had to like sit there for a second and go did i just 
do it quick or did I have to bring it all the way? And then I was like, oh, yeah, you have to bring it all the way. It, it was like second nature for me after I remembered. But oh, dude, <laughs> if, you had, if you had multiple nines, eights, or sevens in your number, you just didn't get a phone call from me because I was lazy. Yeah, no, you, you specifically didn't call. That's why you probably had certain best friends, <laughs> to be honest. Like, you're like, mm. I had a friend, and so this was after rotary phones, which is kind of funny, but his grandparents, he lived with his grandparents, and we played video games upstairs, but the phone had this at least had to be like a 150-foot cable that could just go from wherever it was, upstairs and downstairs, so we'd get a call and it would be like for me but i'd be like i'd be downstairs it was a i don't know if you've ever experienced a split level home they have like a basement type level but then like a yeah this was actually like a four actually it was even worse than that they had a basement another level for the kitchen another no the kitchen yeah Another level for the kitchen, the dining room and living room was on another level. Granted, it was only two steps for those. And then you had another level for the master bedroom. And then you had like a bathroom and two more bedrooms on the like final floor. It was the weirdest layout. Um, ah, the home alone <laughs> concept, I see. I get yeah. it. <laughs> except, it like, except the, the basement level wasn't an actual like whole house basement. It was just like... Um, just one of just those. almost like a sub level from the, yeah it was a sub level yeah. just about it was like probably five steps down from the kitchen and the kitchen was two steps down from the living room and maybe i'm okay, remembering so it wrong but yeah almost like a bedroom <laughs> almost yeah so okay. it, it was a very interesting concept but um yeah you could basically take that f- that phone almost everywhere and that was a rotary phone why that one was a rotary phone but the other ones were not i even think the other ones were cordless phones i was like what (laughs) like you know so it just it blew my mind anyways wow that's it's that (laughs) it's that situation of why is this here yeah what is its purpose it's what we used and uh we used it so (laughs) that that was what you got um (laughs) So let's let's bring it back to, you know, you, you started gaming. What what was your favorite game, whether it is newer or older? Oh, it's still it's so I have two and they're very far apart from each other. And they are it's still one of my favorite games, if not my favorite game to this day, which would be Mike Tyson's Punch Out for the classic NES and Star Fox 64. For of course the the monstrous uh, controller uh, Nintendo sixty four. <laughs> so, what drew you to those games? Let's let's start. I never I never actually played Mike Tyson's Knockout. Like, I, I'm probably so, dating myself here, but it's, the, it's, any, it's the totally NES fine. the NES was actually I played it, but it was more of like I played it when I was ten, going back to video games. Oh, uh, see, you, 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 you kids didn't have to deal with, uh, oh, I'm going to put in this uh, cartridge. No, and... no, no, no. I didn't play as an emulator. I actually, like, it was an actual system. Oh, like system. A, a traditional, like, console. Yeah, so, like, my first household inside of, like, my actual household was an N64. I'm not saying, like, okay. it was my house, but it was, like, my mom's house. So, it was the N64. Right. But my uncles and... 
you know, aunts, they, or my uncle, I guess, had the NES and the Super NES. So, oh, yeah, and my cool. cousin had the NES and the 64 before I did. And so, so I got introduced to video games kind of slow. Like the one video game, I, like the first video game I consider my video game is Pokemon because okay, the Game respect. Boy was, the Game Boy Color was actually like the first console I bought by myself. But then later down the road, I got a PlayStation 2. But hear me out. It was my console. And it was when they first came out. So I had like the first iteration of PlayStation 2. So it wasn't like all the way to the slim or anything. But that's so. So Casper was one of my first video games. If we were to go by, you know, my actual consoles in Tomb Raider. (laughs) Um, but, Tomb Raider was pretty dope back in the day just because it, it almost, you know, there wasn't a game like it at that point, and it felt very mm-hmm. unique in the fact that it was, it was a platform, but it felt open. Yeah. And the oh, and fall damage, that, that was the worst. I just realized we've gotten way off topic here. We're not supposed to yeah, be talking really about my have. games. <laughs> <laughs> but, but let me finish this up real quick. But I did actually go back and, like, after I, like, Cause you know how you 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 from a young age you start kind of like you don't really remember things and then just kind of like everything clicks all at once and video games started to click with me so then I went back and played like PlayStation One games and you know in sixty four and sixty four games like I remember sixty four games like they were mine but I don't consider them like my first video games I guess I, I get what you mean uh yeah no I get what you mean it's it's one of those you know you played it. But it wasn't the thing that if you could sit down and play something all day, you would play that. Yeah. Well, yes and no. I'll get back to that. But I want to get back to why those games were your your favorite games. So we'll, we'll take this com- take that topic and talk about it in just a little bit. But why oh, was yeah, totally Mike Tyson fair. your favorite game? And why was Star Fox? Right? Yes, Star Fox right? 64. I'm I'm getting better short-term memory. It's coming to me. <laughs> you will get there. So the big the big thing with Mike Tyson Punch-Out! And the reason why I loved it so much is even though I was a little kid, it was a memory game. It was you had to beat this enemy, and they had certain weaknesses. And you could figure out those weaknesses by certain things that they did during the match. So, like, if they were about to perform a special move, they would, like, move side to side or blink their eyes or something of that nature. And in doing so, I guess that's what caused my love of fighting games, mm-hmm. which is, you know, everybody has patterns or there's certain things that somebody can do and then you can take your turn or you can effectively interrupt them before they get to do their attack for major damage (coughs) gosh i hate sinuses um so then why is star uh star fox star fox 64 (laughs) star fox 64 CC, I forget things sometimes. Um, it's okay. Third time's a charm, bud. We got one more chance. Star, Star Fox 64. It, so what brings you to that? Because is that that's not a traditional fighting game like or a pattern game, is it? I guess. No, no. It's, a, it's more of a... I don't know if you played the old games like Gradius or 
it was it was more of the fact that you know you were in the skies moving around the way that you wanted to some of the maps were open and it was you know blow up the enemies but it was the fact of it it was different from other games where you're just running around shooting things you were in the sky shooting things and that was amazing to me at that point in time in my life because the 64 was the first uh as you were saying, the PlayStation 2 was yours. The 64 was my console that I got and played all the games for and attempted to buy the games that I could buy myself. Until, wait, did Mortal Kombat come out on the 64? Uh, Mortal Kombat came out. Uh, right? the, original uh, the original Mortal Kombat came out on Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis. And Sega Genesis had uh blood mode so uh whenever you punch somebody spurts of blood digital blood would come out and that blew my mind i was mind trying well. to figure out where i played the original sega genesis my cousin had one <laughs> um so i guess that brings you into why you like fighting games nowadays right <laughs> if my memory so serves me correct <laughs> Yes, uh, the big thing that I stream as part of the Foxfire community is fighting games. They're my bread and butter. I love there's, I love all fighting games. There's just particular ones that I like because of vested interest, and I've kept up with the story for tens of years. I'll leave it at that. If I did that with Tekken, I'd get too confused. <laughs> uh, Tekken, you know, so... Tekken, where it is, it is a very intensive game, and as far as fighting games go, it being a 3D fighter, it's probably one of the more hard to learn, but it's probably one of the most rewarding when you, you know, you hit that seven or eight hit combo and your opponent's going through the air and you're doing damage and your opponent doesn't know what to do and you get, you know, either a perfect or you get the the ko and both people are on magic pixel magic pixel is in reference to when the person's health is so low it doesn't look like they have health anymore <laughs> so what is your favorite uh fighting game of all time two player i guess or arcade style or 3d in the sense that you have an opponent that is another person not an ai for sure, I get what you mean. Uh, so, for fighting, I'll put it this way: for two, I'll I'll list them in reference of two D, three D, and games that are no longer made. So, for two D, it's always gonna be close to my heart. Would be Mortal Kombat. It's one of my favorites. I plan on picking up the new one whenever it comes out in April. I've already got it pre-ordered for PC and PS4. Uh, as far as three D. It has to go to uh, Tekken. Uh, even though I picked, I want to say I started picking up Tekken at about New Year's, and I've been playing it nonstop, about a hundred hours on Steam at this point. From from the time I picked it up during New Year's till now, I've always liked Tekken over like Soul Calibur and all the other ones. So <laughs> that's a good answer. No, uh, no, I love Tekken because. If you want to get really good, you can. Or if you just want to punch your friends in the face and hang out and have fun playing the game to figure out who's better at, at a game by pressing buttons, it's one of those games you can do too. 
Sorry, there there was one more category. You said there was one that doesn't exist anymore, or yeah. So that was the Bloody Roar series, which it was a three D fighter. It was on this. It it was a long time ago. PlayStation, PS two. I want to say uh, a version came of came out for GameCube, but it was a three D fighter in which you were a, you know normal human being, but then you could also uh, build up rage, and once you built up enough or burst, and once you built up enough of that meter, you could transform into your animal form, which would either have increased damage or speed or certain attacks or abilities that you normally wouldn't have. Yeah, that's. No, that's kind of interesting. I've never heard of this game, so. <laughs> oh, I'll send I'll send you some uh I'll send you some historic uh videos. Ooh, that would be uh, that would be lovely. After this, but uh, no, it was it was a very very fun game, and the stuff that you could do in that game was outrageous. So, where does when you say two D, that means you can't move around in a three dimensional space. So that means that which one was it? Tenkaichi 2? Or one of them was just 2D, right? Um, Tenkaichi 3, actually, I think. That Dragon Ball Z Tenkaichi 3, I believe, yeah. was a 2D fighter. I to a degree. believe you're right. I, I'd have to I'd have to do some research, but I believe that one was 2D. Uh, the Tenkaichi series, oh god, the Dragon Ball Z Budokai and Budokai Tenkaichi series. Don't get me started on that. I had a wow. friend. Uh, sorry, I'm about to go on a tangent, but I had a Hold friend. On. Are you about to go on tangent of how uh, Teen Gohan was overpowered in that one? Oh, he was definitely overpowered. <laughs> he was at least in Tenkaichi Three because it was the short shortest combo you could do to get to your special, and it's the easiest to spam. And I and not, not I only that, he was harder to it. hit because he was a shorter character, so his hitboxes were weird. Sorry, sorry. Let's go on your tangent. What what didn't you like about them? Because I love those games, but that's mainly because I have nostalgia, I guess, around those games. Oh, and oh I was no, going to classify saying... those as my favorite two D fighters. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not uh, going on a tangent about how I don't like them, but about the Budokai and Budokai Tenkaichi series. So I remember when the original Dragon Ball Z Budokai came out for PS2, mm -hmm. and my me and my friends played that game to death because it's a Dragon Ball Z game that we were about that life and my friends could not beat me if their life depended on it so <laughs> i let my friend borrow the game for two weeks i went back over to his house and i picked the weakest character who was raditz and God. proceeded to beat him a hundred sure it's not krillin no nah, but krillin was short so he was hard to hit with Raditz, all he had was like four hit moves that barely did any health, and then uh, oh, uh, like four hit yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then he had double Sunday, which was an energy blast, and he, yeah. his special wasn't even that good because it, it, it could miss. I remember like I don't remember if it was the first uh, Dragon Ball Z they had you do a mission with him in the story mode, and it was the hardest thing because you had to like get last a certain amount of time against like frieza or something it it yeah felt and, like and it felt thing. like you're it felt like there could have been a hot sack of garbage next to you and it would have done better yeah yeah I, i'm yeah. pretty sure the stuffed animal sitting next to me could have done better than that actual character 
<laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. When I first picked up Budokai or, like, you know, any of the Dragon Ball Z games until the one that I owned, which I think was, I was like, screw this. I'm tired of getting beaten by my friends. So I picked up, I think it was Tenkaichi 3 or something like that. It wasn't until then that I started doing well because I didn't practice. I, I would only play it when I go went to their house or we would play it like nonstop only when we first get the game, you know, and then occasionally when I would go over and play. Yeah, and because of that, because you're only playing whenever you go over there and they're consistently practicing it, they have everything oh, down to an my art form whooped. and you're just like, you're just like, oh, I'm just going to press these buttons until something works. Until Team Gohan and Tenkaichi 3, and then they hated me. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I also had a very bad problem when I was younger of throwing controllers. Oh, and God. I remember instead of throwing a controller one time, I threw my cell phone because it, the around the time that Tenkaichi 3 was out, kids were getting cell phones. But I was also a young kid to have a cell phone. So at the age of 10, I had a cell phone. Anyways, that's because I family different areas traveled yeah and <laughs> anyways um i threw my cell phone at the wall and it was a nokia cell phone one wall zero um <laughs> carlin <Jeez>. upset <laughs> um <laughs> so anyways let's uh continue on you, you you whooped their ass hands down or they whooped your ass i can't remember now it's these short oh i whooped them hands down uh my I beat my friend a hundred to zero, and he did that exact thing that you had just talked about and referenced, which was throwing <laughs> his controller into. Yeah, I remember actually having to buy my friend a new controller. Thankfully, it was only a Dual Shock Two. You know when they, <laughs> and they were getting a little bit cheaper. So <laughs> yeah, it's not like now where if you if you throw somebody's PS4 controller, it's like what happened. Oh yeah, seventy bucks, bro. Fork it over. Oh no! I'd be like, you gotta wait till Black Friday, fifty six dollars. <laughs> oh my god! I would fight you, IRL. Nah, they they've actually like, if you just go for like the black PS four controller, it's roughly reasonable now. But that's only because we've gotten so used to them being sixty nine ninety nine. That's true. It's bad. I had so I have a PS. Of course, you know PC Master Race, but I also still have a PS four because oh no screw that I play, I, i'll play I, games on the pc with a controller i hate when people say pc masters controllers are still a better tool when it comes to certain platforms and actually platform gamers i think so i'll, I'll say for, i'll say this for certain games a pad has its place if that's the best that's the best way i can put it a pad definitely has its place like i'm not trying to set macros and certain key bindings just to be able to do the same thing i can on a pad and go oh well i can do it too no whatever how i think i've i've, I've iterated this before in one of my streams but for any sort of game whatever feels the most comfortable for you is what you should use never feel like you're forced to use something that you're not normally accustomed to because as soon as you start playing some, uh, pl using a device or whatever it is that you use whether it's keyboard pad or arcade stick as soon as you're not comfortable with it you're not playing the game anymore you're playing against yourself to play it mm -hmm. i think uh for the longest time so th this is slightly off topic but you're good I couldn't use an Xbox, like the original Xbox, 
Um, when they first came out, the controllers were way too big for my hands. I, I'm a short statured person. Um, the broadest thing about me is my shoulders. Not even my voice is deep. <laughs> um, like my hands are, I put it down on my phone for those in reference. I have a one plus six T and my middle finger finger just barely goes over the top, like palm to bottom middle finger barely goes over the top. So think about me. I'm like tell about 12, I guess is when the Xbox came out. And holding that giant, I don't know if you remember the original Xbox controllers, but they were huge. It wasn't until later that they came out with a smaller form factor Xbox controller. Do you remember the original Xbox controllers? Did, did, did we lose you or are we having to take a break? I hit the wrong button, my bad. Uh, so I have man hands. So <laughs> at 12, I was able to firmly grip an, the original Xbox controller. And now if I were to set a switch for, uh, long-wise, if I put my palm at the base of it, my middle finger would reach the joystick on the Joy-Con on the other side. So you palm basketballs is what you're telling me? Yes. All right. So for us small people, in in fact, in fact, Microsoft or Xbox, I, I don't know if they differentiate themselves. I assume they consider themselves Microsoft Xbox now or whatever. Um, they actually re-released the original Xbox controller, and you can go look at it. They, I want they, one of those. Those things are so massive for me. Like, even now I could probably use them, but that's... Like, just picking up a regular Xbox controller compared to a PlayStation controller feels big, in my opinion. Oh, but it's like night and day. But I the love Xbox the ergonomics. Because it takes batteries? Uh, no, because if you throw it at somebody, you can knock them out. Oh, that is true. So, the one thing I will say that Xbox got right is they have slightly better ergonomics than the PlayStation 4 controller. But I think the best controller, and someone's going to fight me, but have you, do you have the Switch Pro controller? Uh, yes. Tell me that is not the best controller you've ever held. Okay, I will say this. It is a little bit smaller than my normal taste of controller, but the grip and the feel of it is probably the best I've ever had as far as pad-wise, hands down. Like, I want that controller for everything. <laughs> I want to operate my cell phone. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. Well, you know the you can use it for Steam, right? Yeah, the only issue I have with it is the joysticks. And I don't know why, but they they feel off. And I don't know if it was just playing Zelda, and that's because, like, Switch controller, the Switch games don't let you adjust sensitivity like PlayStation and Xbox games do now, or even yeah. PC games. But I had issues with how they were handling the acceleration in, like, Breath of the Wild and other I Switch games. I feel like it's... I get what you mean. I feel like the 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 sticks whereas they do the movement feels nice i feel like the firmware that's used for said pad isn't uh like the acceleration the like for? like a mouse like the acceleration they use for 
when you go from like little to like far away like yeah it feels uh, instantaneous or it it would either feel instantaneous or it would feel like you could try and jam it all the way forward and, and you don't look it would enough. still take a second before it picked up it, it's very inconsistent but yeah so so for those who don't know what we're talking about if you don't know when you use a laptop your mouse has acceleration in order to reach x side to x side or from far side from the far sides so like if you just tap the mouse pad if you like flick it it will go flying and that's mouse acceleration if you just kind of mm -hmm. like barely move it you won't notice mouse acceleration um same thing goes with mouse or mice they actually on pcs they also have accelerations so for non-gamers and non-people who don't do this regularly you still actually have acceleration and that's generally that's not even like dpi and stuff that it's kind of like it's a curve there's i think most mice that are meant for gaming don't have it or they have a setting for you to be able to turn it off i know my steel series actually has a way for me to control it or turn it off yeah with with mine for mice <laughs> especially it's it all it's all dependent on my dpi sensitivity and then i'm using right now the I believe it's the Corsair RGB Glaive, uh, and it has five different DPI settings, and if it didn't, I would lose my mind. Those are customal. Customal. What the hell? Custom. <laughs> uh, those are customizable, right? Yeah, they're customizable. You uh, There's software that right. you can download for it, and well, you can change the RGB. Go ahead. Do, do, do you even remember what our original topic was that started this gadget? Uh, I, I believe our original topic was fighting games and Dragon Ball Z ten, uh, Tenkaichi. But there was something that led us to Xbox, or not even to Xbox, it was like controllers. It was controllers. Oh, it, it was, was because of how expensive they've gotten. Yeah, they, how expensive <laughs> they gotten. We got there. We figured out. We figured, out. We figured it out. <laughs> We're, we can go home, guys. Everybody right. can go home. Wrap it up. Cat has uh, cheeseburger we're good um no um but yeah so for those who also don't know controllers used to be like 35 dollars yeah they used to be cheap back and in then our like day. 15 dollars for those mad cats that nobody ever wanted to use oh man don't get me started on mad cats <laughs> you know cause... that you had a friend who didn't have i was one of those friends who didn't have all original playstation 2 controllers or playstation controllers or you had like dual shock two and then like two dual shock ones you know yes <laughs> yes well the thing is is that i love so mad cats wears their pads and eh, um we'll leave it at that their fight sticks uh were amazing were uh, they? the mad cats I... yeah the the mad cats ce2 plus was probably one of the best fight sticks up until you know the razor panthera and uh, there's a few others I could name, uh, but it was a it was a solid fight stick. That was that was their bread and butter. Like if you had one of those and you walked into a tournament, you were the stuff. So those those, those fight sticks, um, they they were top notch, but those controllers, man, they sucked. Um, the yeah, thumbsticks always wore out. The buttons always wore out. <laughs> it was horrible. 
let's go ahead and uh, move on because obviously you and I could continue talking about history of consoles and the hardware and how they've evolved for a while. <laughs> um, yeah, it could be it could be a thing. Like it could be like a whole other episode. Yeah, that's a whole other episode in and of itself. We've already spent like twenty minutes talking about you know just tangents. So uh, <laughs> yeah, for sure, no joke. <laughs> well, let's move forward. <laughs> let's move forward and. Um, I, I do want to talk about, you know, so you talk about hardware and stuff. What brought you into IT? Because we talked about this a little bit before the show. You're in IT. Um, you don't have to give, like, the full details. But what brought you into that? Did did your love for gaming have anything to do with that? So I'm going to go back to the I'm a very big nerd. Um, I've always been fascinated with technology in all forms. You know, I was that kid that would take something apart just to see what it looked like on the inside and then put it back together. Pending. Sometimes not. Uh, some parts, <laughs> yeah, some, sometimes it wouldn't work. But as long as I could get the screws back on the case, I considered it a, a job well done. I did that with my uh, PlayStation 2. Oh, God. It was scary. I, I used to have one of the old see-through Game Boys that I did that with, and I regret it to this day. I just regret trading mine in. Like, I had oh, one of the purple yeah. see-through ones. Regret oh, it. nice. That's retro right there. For yeah. real. I regret trading that thing in. Like, that Game Boy. I was like, <laughs> why did I do that? <laughs> uh, it happens to the best of us. We want the new shiny thing, and then we regret it because then there's the nostalgia I, of the old I thing that we played. I don't even know where I traded it in or if I just got rid of it because I was like, oh, I have the Game Boy Advance now. You know, like, it's not – it's one of those things I can't really remember, and I know as a kid my mom always made me clean up, so I would just like, you know, time to get rid of shit. <laughs> like, right. Um, oh, man. <laughs> anyways. So – on the subject of what got me into IT and tech, uh, it's always been a thing for me. Uh, again, taking part, taking apart stuff, just see how it worked, putting it back together. Uh, I remember being that I lived out in the country. You know, a lot of resources weren't available, so what we do with what we had. So, I remember make, creating my first Linux box out of a PS2, a hard drive that we had saved our money together to get from Japan for the back of the PS2, and installed Linux on it. You did that to a PlayStation 2? How dare you? Well, so the thing <laughs> is, is that you could either boot in, so we had actually made it to where it could dual boot, which for being about 12, 13 years old, I'm still impressed with myself to this day. Sounds like an interesting project. Don't get me wrong. I, I still have a lot of things I want to do. I currently have a monitor here that I don't know what I'm going to do with. And I'm thinking about making like a smart mirror or something with. Oh, that'd so, be cool. That'd actually be pretty dope. Or just, you I know, mean, keeping it around for a spare. But <laughs> let me know if you ever want to get on that project. Because if you, have, if you ever needed assistance with that, either through here or otherwise, uh, I, feel free to hit me up. I mean, we're not too far apart. We could do a collab project for YouTube or something. That would actually be pretty dope. So I'll look. We'll, we'll talk about it later because I also have another thing I want to talk to you about. You know, for planning sure. things on podcasts that I don't. <laughs> anyways. <coughs> um, you, you brought that up and I'm just like, oh, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. <laughs> Nerd screamo right there. Um, <laughs> no joke. <laughs> so let, let's talk about some stuff about future because, or also let's talking about hardware and stuff. You know, you, you're just, you like getting and tinkering and with stuff brought you into IT. What's your setup like? Like, what are you currently rocking as your streaming setup? So, because I'm lazy and I didn't feel like uh, doing a self build, I went with the Asus Strix, uh, the the mini rug, which it's a, I want to say mid to small tower, but it fits a 500 gig SSD, my uh, 500 gig NVMe drive, which. If you're doing anything rendering purposes, I definitely recommend uh, it. It it feels like it it doesn't take near half the time that it used to. Uh, it's amazing for whenever I'm going through an editing video. Uh, oh yeah, for those who are new to editing, also bring the work that you are doing onto your SSD. Yes. For and then export and then move everything over to your main storage. It works so much smoother. It also helps if you're working with a bunch of video files. All right, sorry, continue. <laughs> no, you're good. I was actually going to go ste uh, steps. Move to SSD, render. Then if you're using for storage or, or you're needing to zip it to consolidate space, move it back over to the hard drive. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see what else. Uh, I have my PS4 along with the uh, Elgato HD 60S game capture for whenever I'm doing my PS4 stuff or I'm recording just so I can replay the footage back to see what I did wrong or what I was doing right or my inconsistencies. Uh, let's see what else I am using. I know that you have a, a thing with this, but I am using the Blue Yeti Nano with a boom arm and pop filter, Nox, uh, Nox gear pop filter. Um, what else I'm using? Because I do main fighting games, I do use the BenQ, uh, BenQ Zowie 24-inch uh, monitor for all my uh, fighting game purposes because it has a one millisecond response time. I just actually got one millisecond response times and then realized my graphics card only has one display port. Kind of, kind, of, kind of pissed off about that. <laughs> well, if you're using the secondary, you can always do HDMI to VGA or uh, DVI. I mean, that's a yeah. thing. No. I, I no. have HDMI to one of the monitors. I wanted to do three. I might do DVI. Um, I think my other monitor has a DVI spot. Or DVI is always a solid way to go. I, I think what I might actually end up doing is just getting a new graphics card. I, I'm looking for an excuse to upgrade. <laughs> so many options. So many options, yeah. not enough time. Yeah. I'll so. say if you're gonna if you're gonna upgrade your video card, just go with the ten eighty G uh the ten eighty T I because the I mean yes, the, the twenty seventies and twenty eighties are out, but I, I wanna I say need it's only a like twenty eighty for fourteen forty. Yeah. Oh yeah, a that's solid, true. solid, a consistent, like, yeah, yeah, consistent. Because both of these are four, uh, what is it? One forty-four millihertz, fourteen forty p, twenty-seven inch. Okay, yeah, yeah and then I, if anything, you could always get G-Sync monitors. They are. Oh yeah, no, go with the twenty eighty. Then it'll yeah. it, it'll be optimal. Uh, I um right, I, I splurged on my monitors because I was like, if I'm getting monitors, I'm getting them. But they were on sale and they were like two hundred dollars off, and I was like, yes, take my money. I threw my wallet at Best Buy. Um, 
it, yeah, it happens. I got them at Best Buy too. <laughs> uh, let's see what else. I have the Logitech C922 webcam, which I use for my face cam because the frames on it are amazing, and it actually mm-hmm. makes me look not like a monster on stream. Mm-hmm. Uh, I recommend I the, C, the C922 to almost everyone, or even the 20. Both amazing cameras. Yeah. Well, see, I use the 922 as my face cam, and I have the 920 uh, for my hitbox uh, camera. And the reason why is because it the bright the brightness setting that you can have on it for visibility is great. And considering it sits on my lap, there's not a lot of light getting to it. It's perfect. Uh, it captures everything that I'm doing on it, and it's got it's it's got a good it's got a solid so, focus on so it. So what you're saying is. No, I can't. You need a crotch light. Oh, oh my goodness! <laughs> so I actually, I could set up a light under <laughs> my keyboard, uh, under my slide out keyboard. Uh, let's see. As far as peripherals, uh, I've got the BenQ Zowie I talked about. I also have a secondary BenQ monitor that I use for my other games, uh, like Monster Hunter World or whenever I am doing Overwatch with the Firefox community. Mm-hmm. I am sorry, I have not done that in a while. Just uh, because don't, of, don't worry, everybody's been on kind of a hiatus because of Al. So, yeah, Al and Apex Legend and Apex and all that good stuff. Yep. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, as far as for my PS4 peripherals, uh, I do, of course, you know, PS4. PS, uh, it's a PS4 Pro. Uh, I recommend it highly just because of the boost mode. So whenever I have it connected to my monitor and my Elgato. I'm still getting the same frame quality and consistency that I would if I had it hooked up to, you know, my TV or some, uh, you know, mm-hmm. of that nature. Uh, I, I, I also have, I have the Pro as well, but it's a little pricey for some people who just want a PS4. So, yeah, that's true. That the biggest the biggest reason why I got it was the being, of course, I'm going to reiterate because of fighting games. I went with the PS4 Pro because the connectivity. Uh, via ethernet feels a lot more stable so you're not getting uh ping you know uh i i've also had bad experience with uh playstations in general and just network connectivity like even my pro it seems like i always have like a struggle getting it to get more than like a hundred it feels like that's just yeah i i I (coughs) i get what you mean on that uh and then i have a secondary headset which is my wireless Astro A50s for when I'm not trying to pay attention to anything on my computer, but I'm at my computer and I just want to listen to whatever I'm playing on the PS4. Understandable. That's a pretty nice setup. Uh, do you have any like special desk, or does it just like some desk that you picked up, or? Uh, so it's a it's a two level desk. Uh, like I said, I have neck issues, and the biggest thing that I can recommend to anybody, uh, whether you stream or just play games on PC or play games in general, posture is a big thing. If you are, you know, hunched over looking at your screen and your neck's bending at a, you know, any sort of radius besides, you know, being upright and your shoulders are slacking forward, you're going to start having neck and back problems. And if that's one thing I can insist to anybody is stretch and remember proper posture, whether you have to put a pillow behind your lower, uh, behind your uh, lower back 
or you have to have a neck pillow, something to make it to where your head doesn't lean forward. On that note, I'm I'm not actually correcting my posture right now. Just saying. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, uh, that that brings me to brings up a good point. Uh, also, because we live in a day and age where you look at your mobile device, bring it up towards your face. Pop sockets are an amazing thing that bring it up to your face, and you don't have to slouch over to look at your phone. I am still very true. Of this, I use but... uh, you use one. I oh, no, use one. No, uh, I don't use one. It, I'm an offender. You don't use I'm, one? A, I'm an offender of looking down. I just. Uh, oh yeah, I can I appreciate know. that. <laughs> No, uh, I, I was raised on yeah. morals of do what I say, not what I do. <laughs> ah, fair. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um. Uh, so, with that being said, uh, do you have a special chair? Uh, I assume that you know you may or may not have one. Uh, chairs are a little pricey, depending on what you get. So, so I I kind of cheapoed out. Uh, as far as chairs, I have an Extreme Pro Delta, but I splurged a little bit here recently. Uh, they're currently still in the process of being made because they're waiting on uh, enough people to buy the chair before they... Uh, you did a mass drop. No, I uh, yeah. Well, no, it wasn't a mass drop. It was uh, Secret Labs. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and it's using the uh, the soft weave, so it stays cooler a lot longer, and it has built-in lumbar support, and it comes with a velour neck pillow. I've seen the Secret Labs chairs, and I, I'm quite impressed by the way that they look. Um, I, I went with a mass drop chair, and I don't regret it, but there are certain things I would definitely change about it, and I'll probably end up getting a new chair here eventually, but... I have an issue where I don't know what to do with my old chair, even before the one that I'm currently using. So I just have it next to my desk. It's kind of creeping me out. Well, I mean, if anything, you could always do a <coughs> you could always do a joint stream and have a friend over, and then that way they have a chair to play games in with. Or you could donate it. See, there's this you thing could do you a need giveaway. friends for that. I know that feel. <laughs> I'm holding my hand to my face right now, and then to the mic. <laughs> um so now that we know what your rig's like do you have any like plans going forward into the future for your stream and for your games so i like i say i do a lot of fighting games i've grind those out a lot i stream them a lot but i'm going to start adding a little bit more variety to my stream uh mainly monster hunter world uh i've picked it up uh this weekend and i fell in love with it and i've been made aware that there's an expansion coming soon so i'm going to gr be grinding that out on stream kind of turn it into a you know play with uh, people it, being that i'm a complete noob to the game any mm -hmm. and all information is welcome and you're more than welcome to come by. And if you have questions about fighting games or any other games of that nature, I'm old and I know a decent amount of different genres to be able to answer questions. Quote, unquote, old. Though I don't think he's much older than me. <laughs> Just to say. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that's pretty cool. Uh, you plan on streaming <laughs> more variety. It, it's always good to end up doing streams that you enjoy because you can get burnt out very easily, and the creator burnout is very real 
just because you love creating and stuff doesn't mean that you don't get burnt out. Even I know that's, that's what kind of like killed me from that's almost all true. of my creative things is I burn myself out. And I think I'm finally just starting to figure out how to just say, no, I don't have to do that right now and uh, yeah. do what I it's, want. If, if, if uh, I couldn't agree more, uh, the big thing that I can stress to anybody getting into streaming or even streamers now, and it feels like it's going from doing something you love to being a chore is time management. Do with your time what you want to do, not what you think you have to do. While, while yes, your community supports you and is there for you, they will also understand if you need to take a few days away or if you need to take a week off or even yeah, if exactly. you just need to stop. Like, if that's the case, just be like, hey, I'm going to continue creating content on YouTube or, or if you're not going to create content, just be like, thank you guys for the run. It was fun. I'll be streaming randomly from now on. Or, you know, exactly. something like that. Like, it, it, uh, exactly. Mental, uh, I, I, I want to say that reaches out to mental health. Uh, when you feel like you're consistently doing something and it feels like it's like, a, 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 I'll use the phrase again, like a chore. It's really hard to try and come up with new ideas because you feel like no matter what you're creating, it's not going to be good enough. When all in all, the biggest part about streaming or doing anything content creation-wise is you want to have fun doing it. Otherwise, what's the point? You know, everybody wants to enjoy doing what they love. Very true. Do you have any future plans for your community? So I'm going to be, for my community, I'm going to be providing a lot more variety in my streams as well as, uh, you know, Let's play together or uh, for fighting games, creating battle lounges or lobbies and being able to play. And if there's something specific that they need to work on or because of the characters I play, because the characters that I do play and the fighting games that I play consistently are very oppressive. And it's really hard to deal with certain aspects of those characters. So I'll, I get hit up from time to time for matchups. And so I'm going to start, with their permission, of course, uh, recording those matchups and creating them as videos for YouTube. And, I'm, I, and I am also going to be, you know, trying to work more on color commentary because that's something I really want to get into. So if what people does just, that mean? So, you know, for let's put it in reference of Overwatch, shoutcasting where you have somebody commentating on the match, giving stats, but also giving, you know, uh, hyping up the match as it goes. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's something thing? I want to work on. Uh, it's all a process. Uh, as, as you know, I work a full 40-hour week. I also travel for, uh, for work from time to time. I stream, and I do competitive fighting games. It can be a tough, tough uh, crowd or not crowd, but a tough issue. Uh, time management, like we were talking about earlier with you know mental health and stuff, is always a, a very important thing that I try to stress to new creators or streamers or just people in general. Because even doing personal stuff like your everyday day-to-day -day type thing, plus like you know friends and family and your self-time, sometimes you don't realize you need this much time to yourself. Sometimes you don't even realize Agreed. that you 
or even an introvert. Maybe you're an extrovert, but occasionally we do need those uh, introverted moments, you know, that, that time to yourself to reflect and think about. And it's not always bad to have time to yourself because that does allow you to think and, you know, think about past things while thinking about future things, but also kind of just reflecting upon everything. Yeah, that, could not agree there. more, especially for, <coughs> you know, if you're just getting into streaming or you're a beginning streamer, you know, pick one or two days as your stream days and just stick to that. Because the one thing that you want is consistency, but the other thing that you want is, you know, your peace of mind and knowing that you you have your stream time, you have your time with your chat and your community but you also have that self-reflection time because those are the those are the moments that you need to be able to keep going. Yeah, exactly. Um, like currently, I, I uh, this will be the first podcast in quite a while that I've posted, and that's because I've taken time. Well, one, I got sick, as you guys can tell. But two, I took time to like think about what I wanted to do, and I found that, I want to try to turn Unconventional Geek into a brand of not just podcasts, but for like clothing, which is going to be quite different. And I'm actually going to open up a shop and try to get this stuff going to y'all. I don't know if you've seen those uh, those wonderful posts. Uh, hint, hint, uh, yes, self promotion. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> plug, plug, plug. No, uh, I actually did check it out in your Discord for Unconventional Geek. And I do like the white on red. It is a classic oh. label. And which one? There, was there a different there's one? Colors. No, there's colors that are coming with that. It's not just going to be white on red. That's the okay, best part. Dope. I can appreciate <laughs> so. that. Uh, well, if you de if you have a black and green one, I will definitely be picking one up because those are my favorite oh. colors. I don't know how to. Huh. That might just be a different different series we'll, we'll, we'll get around <laughs> thank you for the idea i need to write this down where's my pen oh, i'm very tax. good on product stuff that's tax documents where's the paper hey same difference i, I had already thought about that but like no i'm not trying to like put your idea down it's wonderful but it you know when you get wrapped up into actually doing things you kind of forget about certain ideas so uh oh yeah no i definitely get what you mean uh like uh something i do on the side is i will mod fight sticks and yeah. i was so busy trying to create a new fight stick that i had forgotten that i was going to do my own <laughs> yeah i mean that it happens from time to time so <laughs> So I'm going to actually uh, wrap, start wrapping this up because I think that we could have a whole nother podcast if we wanted to on different topics around, you know, fighting games, hardware and stuff like that. And we might just do that. I'll get with you after this show. <laughs> um, but I, I want to, I, I think ending it on, you know, your future plans and what you're going to do for your community and stuff like that is definitely a very good spot. Uh, my question to you is, do you, besides plugging for yourself, because I know that you want to talk about, you know, your fighting communities that you have along with the Foxfire communities we've already talked about. I know that yes. you also want to talk about, you know, you're going to want to plug yourself because everybody wants to plug themselves. 
Oh, so, oh yeah, that's 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 what the end of the things are for. No. <laughs> so so let let's start off with your fight community. I'm I'm creating an agenda so we don't get too far off topic here. If we can no, start no, that's, this up. that's 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 totally fair. Uh, if you're trying to get into streaming, definitely hit up the Foxfire community. You can uh you can find them at foxfire.gg. Uh that's F O X F Y R E dot G G. Uh, for the fighting game community, if you don't exactly have a local or a lot of people to play with, you can always check out for Street Fighter, the Shimmy Network. Uh, I'll be giving uh, Carlin the uh, links for both of these, so you can reach out to him via Discord or Twitter. Uh, for Tekken 7, there is the Scrub Dojo. Uh, they incorporate pro players ranging all the way down to me, a scrub. Uh, and we all strive to get better. Uh, there's tons of there's a huge knowledge base on both of them. I definitely recommend them. Uh, the other shout out I have is my local DFW community. Uh, I've been training uh, under Dr. African and Toy and I, all those guys down here. Uh, uh, I don't know where I'd be street fighter wise or fighting game wise without those guys. So big shout out to them as well. That's pretty awesome. Um, so we have a tradition here of what of of getting a question from you for me or for the community. Generally, it's for the community. Um, I generally try to answer it right away, but this way the community can answer back if they want to. Um, on Anchor, they can respond using their voice if they have the Anchor app, or even just hit us up on any of our Twitter posts or shout out in the discord so uh do you have a question for the community or for me whichever let's see give me a second because this is always hard i wasn't expecting this you just blew my mind um i always blow people my wait i'm not all right so this is this (laughs) is gonna be kind of a deep question but as far as gaming or anything in life do you enjoy doing it? And if you don't, what would you do instead? That just sounds like a job. Kind of, yeah. But <laughs> I tried my best. I did my best. No, that's a great question. I'm just saying, like, in general, like, that's what I think. Like, I really like software developing and programming, but, man, I'd rather be doing <laughs> <laughs> like that that that's my exact answer right there is I love doing software like I, I create programs and you know websites and things like that but honestly I'd rather be creating stuff I'd rather just drop software completely and only do it in my free time I I had a developer tell me that I would not want to get into this once I did and he was partly right but at the same time I wouldn't say that I don't not like it that makes sense yeah that's that's what i mean it's like you know there's the things that we enjoy doing but sometimes it gets but then there's you know is there something that you're doing in life that you feel like you're just doing it because you're so used to doing it that you don't have another option what would you rather be doing and try doing that 
yeah, no, I, I completely get where you're coming from. Like I said, guys, you can always post on our Discord, uh, in our Discord, or even, you know, talk about the episodes or whatever onto any of the posts or Facebook page or wherever you want to talk about it. DM us if you really want to. Um, Humpty, I'm going to let you plug yourself with all your different links. I mean, obviously, they'll be in the podcast description, and that way people can find them easily. Uh, just because I don't remember if you have like a Facebook or Instagram and I think I'm going to start letting the guest always do these because I always mess up somewhere along the line. So go ahead and plug yourself and uh, then we'll get on with the ending of the show. I, I keep my uh, I keep my Twitter and my Twitch pretty simple. It's going to be for Twitter at the Big Humpty or on Twitch, the Big Humpty pretty easy to find you'll see if it's on twitch uh you'll see a green background with a cartoon me giving the thumbs up on twitter uh be at your own risk of what my whatever my picture is set for at that time uh you can reach out to me for fighting game questions or just questions in general um uh as far as my youtube i'll go ahead and give you the link because it's long and it doesn't really have a it name. doesn't really have an individuality. Well, what's so, your channel's name? Not not the you know horrible link that it tells you, but is it just the Big Humpty or gaming channel, or do you have like a different name for it? Checking literally right now. He doesn't remember. He doesn't use his YouTube, guys. <laughs> I don't use it that often, just because I ha- I with the projects that I've been on for work, I haven't really had a lot of time to sit down and edit those videos the way I've wanted to. I have them set to MP4. I got them that far, but I haven't. <laughs> uh, no, I, I understand the struggle. There we go. It's just Humpty. There we go. That that I don't recommend putting in YouTube by itself, but we'll, I'll link it in the podcast description down below. Or Greatly not down below. appreciate it, sir. Um, so, guys, that's going to wrap up this episode this episode was obviously brought to you by the wonderful people over at foxfire gg uh their community is wonderful and they will help you with streaming gaming or any of your other questions we have a fixed fit firefox uh fit foxes section and we also have a you know tech support and some you know just looking for games or esports sections also so with that being said our other community that i'm shouting out to is but why though pc i don't know if they use the pc actually oh no it's but why though pc.com i believe or podcast.com i'll have the link down below but but why though community is the podcasting community that unconventional geek is a part of and they have so many different podcasts on their community just trying to help spread the word of different wonderful podcasts guys like always stay unconventional bye take care